This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Oh, hello again. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Tony Wink, and with me is Scott Casper. What's going on, Tony? Hi. It hey, was buddy. it was since 1997 that we've seen a outdoor national motocross race in Florida. Since 1997, we haven't had one down in the southeast. Isn't that weird? And so the, the WW Ranch Motocross Park, which is a fantastic facility, hosted its first ever AMA Motocross National, and it went off without a hitch, and it delivered um, pretty much what we thought it was going to be in the southeast. Yep. Super hot and super human. human. Yep. Uh, so it was kind of cool. Red Bulls, KTM's Marvin Muskin went 1-3 on the day to take his first moto and overall win since last year at Unadilla. And it was uh, Yamaha rider Justin Cooper on the Monster Energy Yamalube Star Racing Yamaha who got his first ever AMA National win as well, taking uh, the uh, overall with a 2-2 finish. So. And the GNCC, by the way, took place over the weekend. It was the snowshoe, as you guys uh, have uh, been calling it for years. Uh, Caleb Russell, Stuart Baylor, and Ben Kiley, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kelly, uh, one, two, three, and then Ben Kelly, Craig DeLong, and uh, Liam Draper in the XC2 results. So, so that's that's pretty wild. Ben Kelly's finishing overall in the top three, right. starting a minute behind all the XC1 guys. He's the XC2 points leader, obviously, and uh, reigning champ. He is, he is set to win the XC2 championship, and i got to believe he's factory rider on the XC1, right on right. to the, the uh, factory KTM racing team. And he's, I think he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. I think that, um, I, I don't want to say that Caleb's got a, got a, um, I'm going to say Caleb Russell might have a competitor there that can, that can run with him. I know Stu Baylor's doing a great oh job. My gosh, and yes. I know that, you know, there's, there's, uh, um, Russell and, and all them guys are, are, uh, pretty close, but it's, but, Caleb Russell has a knack for right. for these races, and obviously with that many titles and that many that race wins. But I'm really excited to see what Ben Kelly can do in the XC1 next year. A lot of our news coming from Racer X Ill. By the way, this portion of our program brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing, Fly Racing Parts. Look for them online at flyracing.com or fly dot com easy enough to do let's Tony let's go to our first guest yeah let's do it uh, I believe he's on Roland Sands who's a I don't know how do you I guess Roland Sands design RSD he's a hooligan he's a what a hooligan and um, <laughs> you are a hooligan you are by every definition of the word you're you fit the class man I'm, I'm, yeah I've earned it I've earned the definitely earned the earned the hooligan moniker over the past few years Roland how are you 
I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We've been uh, missing you, but I'm glad you're on the program. And, uh, and you know, th- when we talk to other people from in and outside the industry that know not only know who Roland Sands is, but they uh, give you all kinds of props, I think that's pretty cool. That is cool, man. I mean, I I appreciate it. We work we work hard, and dude, I got a big, I got a badass crew. I wouldn't call them a big crew. I call them them a badass crew, and they have an incredible effect on what we do. And you know, everyone busts their ass to try and get us to the races and build bikes and do products. And you know, we get our hands in a lot of different things. I sometimes I write write checks. I don't know if I can cash, but we usually accomplish it. So you know, gotta have a good team to do that. We've got uh, a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, just the internet goons. They uh, they bag on the on the hooligan because sometimes it gets more press and more attention than the yeah. than the uh, American Fly Track. You know the the Jared Mees and those guys. Uh, what do you say to that? I mean, I, you guys are having a heck of a good time, and and it's making racing a lot an awful lot of fun to watch. You know, I mean, I have a massive amount of respect for anybody who who gets on a racetrack. And number one, um, so I think it, it's it's uh, very short sighted for anybody to talk. I can't cuss on this show, so I'm trying. I'm trying not. Correct, to you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> My mom listens, and we're on radio, so be careful, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, people talking crap about stuff is just like for me. Any, if people are talking, it's a good thing. You know. Any press is good press in, in a lot of ways. and um, So the hooligan riders out there ripping it up and getting flack for getting press is like, that's just, it's kind of dumb, man. I mean, you got to look at it and say it's motorcycle racing. Right. And anytime we're talking about motorcycle racing and we're getting people on racetrack and we're getting new people on racetrack, that's a positive thing for the entire sport and any other thought process is short-sighted. So... You know, I, I just got done with a conversation with a group of guys, and um, we were talking about how many new guys are getting on motorcycles who are building race bikes, who are making this very short jump from being interested in bikes to actually building a bike and racing a bike. That's not happening in AFT. That's happening in hooligan racing. Um, and that's how, we, that's how we build the entire community, you know? I think what's really important in race in professional racing and I don't. I know I'm not picking on AFT. I just, in general, I think what's overlooked is the importance of amateur racing. And and because if if uh, y- you know if you're an amateur racer, chances are you're watching the professional level and you're interested in it. And yeah. I, I think I think it's different than than say basketball. You know, there's there's a ton of people that watch the NCAA or the NBA or or whatever it is, and uh, but they've never they've never played basketball. Maybe they did a little in high school. Maybe they didn't. But they all have a team or whatever. It's it's completely different with racing. I think a lot of racers are people that are doing it. They're, whether they're racing or not, they they throw their leg over a motorbike and I they think ride. You're right. I think and you're right. They're riders and they're they're consumers and they're buyers and which is different Absolutely. than 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 the stick and ball sports in in those regards. So I think the at a professional level, I think a lot of times. The organizations kind of lose sight of the importance of that, and I realize they can't do it all. But um, you know, you know, revolving amateur races and amateur events around the professional level, so a guy can bring his dirt bike or bring his 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 flat track bike or whatever, 
and and be able to ride on the same track or be able to ride close by and then go watch the pro show or, or watch the pros. In other and words, have a good time. Yeah, I mean, be able to participate at some level beyond just drinking a beer and eating a hot dog and watching guys go around real fast. That's definitely the secret of hooligan racing, and that, that's kind of been it from the beginning, you know, us doing Super Prestigio way back in 2015, the Super Prestigio of the Americans. It was getting these guys who had never really had an attachment to pro flat track on the same track as a lot of guys who they really respected as racers. Um, you know, and in Super Hooligan, granted... We, got, we have a bit of a betting process now because things have gotten a bit more serious. But, you know, these guys are racing with Joe Cobb. Um, and they've raced. We've had, you know, Travis Pastrana on the track. We've had, you know, <laughs> and now we've had Ronnie Mack on the track. Um, and we've had a number of pros out riding with us. Sammy Halbert, you know, guys, um, you know, who have a lot of experience with pro on pro flat tracks. And I think it just adds to the interest of the sport when you get when you start mixing it up you know and these guys start to get faster and they start to actually be competitive and raise the level that they're able to ride i mean it's it's pretty interesting to watch how long do you think hooligan's going to be around do you think it's it's something that that we will see in 10 years do you think it'll be do you think it'll evolve into something different yeah, I mean, it hasn't slowed down at all yet, you know, and it's been five years since we've been doing it. Um, and I kind of expected it to slow down just because things like this, you know, like, ah, is it a fad? Is it this and that? But, I mean, last week at the at the X Games qualifier, they had 120-some hooligans out there to try and qualify for the X Games. You know, and, um, I mean, Moto Beach, we have 50-plus riders, hooligan riders, on the beach to qualify for racing, and it's... Guys are building bikes, and when they start putting that sweat equity in there and they're building, a lot of times they're building the bikes themselves, um, and they're coming out and racing with us, they're kind of invested in it. So it means they're going to ride more, you know, and it hasn't it hasn't slowed down much. I mean, I've seen guys rotate out. I've seen guys who used to race with us who aren't racing anymore, um, but they're replaced by two guys. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook, I think it was, the uh, the, the results, you know, that they post on the board somebody took a picture of it and they're like hey I, I i made the i got fifth in my qualifier or whatever and i'm scrolling through and scrolling through and i'm like what am i looking at there's that's like a full event for some amateur events that's bigger than some flat track races with all yeah. their classes put together and it was just for one class yeah yeah i mean we had the day after x we threw our super hooligan race and i we had i want to say 60 hooligans out there or something like that and it, what was crazy was how many amateurs we had. So we split it up into Super Hooligan. Then we have um, we have the Progressive Super Hooligan Championship sponsored by Indian. And then we have the JMP Cycles Amateur Hooligans because we wanted to give the amateurs a place to ride. And we had just as many amateurs as we had, you know, hooligan pros, I guess you'd call them now. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a trip. Wow. What else are you doing besides hooligan racing? Oh, we're still building motorcycle parts and building custom bikes. Um, you know, we just finished up, um, just finished up a super Legera, Ducati super Legera, the magnesium bikes, like 20, 2014 super Legera, super bike, um, building Paris, the car BMW, we're building quite a few, still quite a few flat track racers. Um, yeah, just a lot of different projects that we're, we're doing an MV Augusta, uh, 
all kinds of stuff, man. Lots of BMW projects, stuff with Indian, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Roland, last uh, last week we had um, Frank Fritz on from American Pickers and uh, from um, Sublime with Rome. We had Rome Ramirez on, uh, but oh, we, yeah. we're we're wow. ta- we're talking a little bit about. Um, you know, the top 10, top 11 bikes that really changed um, motorcycling as we know it. Back then, sure. But even today, we look back and say, well, those are the top 10 or top 11 bikes. Um, what's your what's your uh, number one bike? If you look back, okay, at, 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 at your history, but also, you know, an opportunity for you to look at what you've done in our sport, um, what would that be? What What's that bike or what are the bikes that uh, you look at and say, hmm, that's it? You mean in reference to like production bikes? Um, well, production, yeah, for sure, production, because that's where we get on as a consumer. But even beyond that, you know, what would you say is the production bike that you look at and go, that's the one? I mean, I, I kind of always because I'm a road racer, I go back to road racing. So, you know, I definitely look at the Suzuki, probably the, the swing shot, you know, Oh wow. 1984, I think. I mean, I go, I go back to there with road racing and think about that bike. And that was actually like, one of them that everybody picked last week. <laughs> it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big one, a big one for me. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so hard these days. Cause I think every genre has like such different bikes and, I'm a pretty multi-genre guy. V-Max? What's that? The V-Max? Yeah, I mean, Power power Cruisers. The V-Max was definitely an interesting bike. Nobody um, ever brought that up, but I I got to thinking about it after. I'm like, that thing was cool. It. Uh, yeah, the original V-Max? I mean, and, yeah. and you had to ride it. You had to ride it to understand it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that begs the question. What do you mean when you say you got to ride it to understand? It's just an old muscle bike that, like, these days it's not that fast. But back then it was it was pretty. So it had a lot of throttle. Yeah, right? it was good. Okay, all right. Crazy, ta- it was a crazy power cruiser. I mean, you got on this thing and it was like the first cruiser I ever rode that would wheelie and spin the tire at the same time. And Tony can cool. wheelie anything. If it has one horsepower, Tony can wheel it. Um, we're talking with uh, <laughs> Roland Sands. Tony, what's the longest you've ever wheelied anything? Uh, I don't know. I know I've wheelied um, dirt bikes for over a mile, but probably. Wow. Probably, yeah, yeah. He's he's ruined more engines because of that. By the probably way, probably like. <laughs> I did a I did a really long wheelie on a sport bike that ended kind of I didn't crash but it was pretty scary I had like some kind of a crosswind or whatever and it was like full tank slapper when I came down but that was probably longer than a mile I mean it was up and down a hill and around I mean it was it was really long and it was you know the dirt bike thing a, a mile on a dirt bike is is a long ways yeah but yeah. Um, I did okay so I did a mile I did a wheelie around the red mile in Lexington Kentucky. On the rear wheel, dude. Wow. I slowed. And the way you do that is you is you go past the balance point to where you can you can downshift and slow the bike down past the balance point. And then when you get around the corner, you pick it back up. And okay. I had to do that twice. And it was a lot of practicing. 
to do that. <laughs> and I was in a stunt show when I did it, Roland. <laughs> what was the name of it? Was it Toyota Stunt Show? It was a Toyota Hollywood Stunt Show, and it was super cheesy. What and made it Hollywood, uh, by the way? I don't know. It was a spinoff of Joey Chitwood. They, they, Joey <laughs> owned it, I think. The Joey Chitwood family owned it or something. And yeah. I don't remember. I was 19 when I did it. It was... You were a paid get-off. It get was off. pretty cheese bag, but it was it was a good-paying gig, and I got paid to ride my dirt bike, and it was a lot better That's than awesome. going racing because racing wasn't paying, you know? Roland, what's your favorite? Uh, you know, if you had one memory right now. What are we doing down memory lane here with well, Roland? Well, we could, we could, yeah. but okay. what's, your, what's your favorite? I mean, like single motorcycle memory? Yeah. Man, I mean, pretty tough to beat winning an AMA championship. Right. You know? When you're a kid, I mean, it means so much to you. You something you worked for for so long and looked up to so many people who had AMA championships. And when I when I was able to do that, it was a pretty big, pretty big moment. Who did you look up to? Uh, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Roberts, and Bubba, and um, I mean, Rick Johnson, Jeff Ward. Um, you know, oh, Wardy, yeah, Kevin Schwantz, um. A lot of some drag race guys, you know. I mean, a lot, a lot of that stuff. I mean, it, it was culminated in winning a championship. But then, then I had my kids, and I realized like that was all pretty mellow compared <laughs> 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 to having kids. <laughs> you ever been invited down to Baja? I've been to, down to Baja quite a few times. Yeah. Oh, you do. You go down there, okay? Well, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good time, right? Last year you won it, Tony. I mean, you, you, I didn't win it last year. I we won the Pro Thirty class in 2017. I'm sorry. So it's been a, a minute, years, and it was yeah. the Pro Thirty class. But, but you still won it. Yeah, we won a class. Yeah, it was fun. Take it, man. If you if you survive Baja, just in general, <laughs> just so. I'm racing the fun. I'll be racing the thousand this fall on a team, and then for real, my, I didn't know this. My intention is to. Um, Iron Man, the 1000 in 2020. Meaning? What does that mean, Iron Pretty Man? self-explanatory. Man. I'm going to ride about myself. Oh, wow. Okay. So thank you very much. This portion of our program brought to you by a fireworks company in Winterset, Iowa. And uh, you can get great prices, great product in Winterset. You don't want to go anywhere else. Don't go south of the border. Just settle yourself at the home and the birthplace of John Wayne. I also sell fireworks, Roland. Yeah, that's. I love fireworks. Oh no, kidding, dude! You, if, it's so fun. If, oh my god! If we were neighbors, we would be friends because. A lot of why trouble. can't we just be yeah, friends without being neighbors? We would be pals that hang out and such. Roland, where, where's your home? What's what state and uh, city? I I live in Long Beach, California. So okay. Out, um, yeah, and I almost blew my hand off with a firework one time. Can um, if Tony brings out a truck full of uh, fireworks, are you okay with that? Sure, 100%. They're completely illegal, but, you know, hey. They're not if you don't think about it too much. <laughs> but yeah. the, wow. the best part is the fact that they are illegal. That's the best part. So, Roland, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, give them the website so they can find out more about you online. Yeah, um, go to rollandsands.com, R-O-L-A-N-D-S-A-N-D-S.com. You can check out what's coming up for super hooligan and uh some of our larger events we've got the moto beast classic sir city blitz coming up at the end of october uh right before halloween and we have a huge band lineup social distortion and iggy pop to kick it off oh nice. wow uh, that's cool super hooligan racing on the beach so 
check it out. It's going to be wild. And uh, yeah, four more rounds of Super Hooligan Racing. We're, we're headed to Sturgis, South Dakota next. I didn't realize Ziggy was still living. He's alive and well, man. He's like Mick Jagger. <laughs> yes, like exactly, right? He's 72 and he just played a concert and the guy killed it. I know. It's, it's awesome. Hey, dude. Hey, um, you know, we're going to do our best to promote you and everything you got going on. As always, one of our heroes in our business is Roland Sands. Roland, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Quick time out. Back after this. Stay tuned. Kevin Schwantz here, 1993 500cc world champ. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hello again, everybody. It's Scott Casper for Jack Daly construction you've got projects that need to be done basement refinish kitchen bathrooms how about this need more room call jack de leon construction they've been serving iowa for nearly 70 years right now you can finish your basement before april 30th spend at least twenty five thousand dollars i'm going to get you a 55 inch flat screen tv called jack de leon construction incorporated serving iowa since 1946 call them 321-5225 321-5225 it's jack de Leon Construction. Hi, this is Ed Morrill. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, PJ with the week off. 
I had a great program last week, by the way. If you missed it, uh, I'm going to invite you to go back to our website and check it out. Frank Fritz from uh, American Pickers and uh, Rome was on. Rome Ramirez from, uh, what's the name of the band, Tony? It's called Sublime. They've Sublime. been around a little while. But you you, you were a fan of Sublime. I was, yeah. Before Rome, really, right? Yeah, I mean, when Bro- Bradley Noel was, was in the band, I, I was... Like I was kind of the band I listened to a bunch. And, How old were you at and, the time? Uh, uh, high school, like, Se- seventeen, eighteen years yeah. old, mm-hmm. and you were heading out to to L.A. So SoCal, if you will. Yep. But that's where the band was based. And let me tell you something. Rome is so nice, and uh, he's incorporated a lot of uh, motorcycling with Cole Seeley and uh, Cole's wife, by the way. Yeah, in the nice video, touch. that's cool. Yep, so. She's so pretty. Yeah, that's neat, though, how they did that. They tied in the motocross and, and with Cole Seeley in, in their song, and I think it, it probably, I think it's probably a good move on their part because oh, it, a, lot, so. a lot of the motocross guys that are my age probably got kind of lost touch with Sublime because of well i think what they did is solidified their belief that this is cool music and it is it's a great uh mixture and i know tony you like uh, you like the rasta you like the ska right but you like all of that but all of it together really is a comforting sound and it's great music a comforting sound i like that and thank great you music. did you just make that up i uh, know i was making fun of you oh wow <clears throat> Speaking of making fun of me, let's go to our next guest. Uh, currently in the top 10 in the standings about the 2019 Sprint Hero Racing Series and works. Let's go to Gary Southern. Gary, how are you? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Are you a fan of uh, Sublime with Rome? Yeah. Not too much. What, Not what? too much. Uh, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> on my more sensitive days, yes, maybe a little. On your, on your more what? Said? Hang on. I'm trying to hear. On the more what? On my more sensitive days. <laughs> sensitive days? Oh, maybe. What does that yeah, mean? What do you like? like sensitive. Like, like the sublime is a little more calmer. I like them a little more harder rock. Thank you. What do you like? Some some uh, mm, Slayer? or what? Depends. <laughs> Yeah, five-finger death punch Five-finger, or, or how about Metallica, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so yep. we're on the right track. I kind of took you for, like, maybe a Kenny Chesney guy. <laughs> no. Nah. Well, I am from Montana, so... And my, and my uh, fiance loves country, so sometimes, you know, I do have to turn it to country, but... <laughs> so tell no, us about... Let's talk about dirt biking a little bit. How's it been going in the work series? Well, it was going good until I broke my foot uh, oh. 12 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've literally been just fighting and clawing, trying to get back healthy. I ended up uh, missing two, no, three rounds now, actually. I actually uh, ended up having two more, or two ankle surgeries. Found out I had bone chips in my ankle and when I tried to come back. And, and then uh, ended up having nerve damage from that. So oh, my. I raced two of the Sprint Hero races. Like, uh, like one of them I raced, like, 12 days after surgery I raced and the next one I think I raced like nine days after surgery so just trying to stay in top I'm top three in points so just trying to trying to tough it out right now and then uh yeah we just I just raced mammoth this last weekend and we got a little infection going on but all in all just just plugging away guys just trying to trying to keep keep my head above water mammoth that, so you raced the motocross or or the yeah. there was no yeah, I, I raced, yeah. The vet weekend, yep. Oh, yeah, right on. Okay. Uh, so Canyon is where it happened. Is that the, the track that I ride in the wintertime in Phoenix? Yeah, more than likely. There's only like 
two real tracks, like ACP and Canyon. Canyon's in North Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, one of our hot laps, I just I hit something I didn't see and just went tumbling and uh, broke my outside of my foot. And what I is it? I realized at the time. Just a, what's that? What, what kind of, what is the injury, your broken foot? Mm, what are the metatarsal or whatever? The, it's like that long bone on the outside of your foot. I broke that. And it's a pretty easy, like, it's four weeks, basically. It's just trying to get it healed. But when I, I, I thought I broke my ankle, and they're like, no, you didn't break your ankle. And then I tried to get back to riding, and I was like, something's wrong. Went to a different doctor and found out I chipped into my tip and had, like, three bone chips in my ankle. So they had to go in and pull that stuff out. I mean, so, Tony, Tony you had uh, the wrist injury that was mis and and, and help me out because I don't want to diagnosed. Mis- yeah, I don't want to mischaracterize it, but uh, you were misdiagnosed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so important. I mean, it, it literally can be a career ender or a career beginner, if you will, because injuries like you uh, have had, uh, Gary. Um, they are amazingly detailed, and if you don't get it right the first time, you may not get a second shot. Yep, exactly. And so that's basically all I've been doing the last 12 weeks is just trying to grind it out and get better. And it's just kind of been, uh, you know, two weeks comes in and like, oh, well, guess we have another surgery. So, But I've been, uh, been back on the bike now probably six times, and then we raced this weekend. So everything's looking good and looking forward to uh, – finishing off the year song at least pain free <laughs> what's that pain free or is it still bothering you yeah i don't i think it, well it, it, it's been infected and it's definitely painful so yeah. i think it, at some point you kind of just uh, i think we all end up start riding through just injury throughout the year you know as the year goes on like little nagging injuries just kind of linger it doesn't doesn't matter what it is it's like i feel like no matter what it's like just when you start feeling 100 percent, you tweak a shoulder or tweak a wrist or something you know so what are your thoughts on the sprint enduros and the versus the uh, the other work series that the original work series? Is it are the sprint enduros getting some traction or or what are the turnouts? Which which ones getting more riders? Uh, works is still getting more riders. The sprint hero, I personally like the sprint hero because it's like a six day format and mm-hmm. it's it really I think tailors like you know your weekend warrior guys that want to go ride that want to race. But they're not, you know, they're not week in, week out training, riding, and going to go race for two, three hours. Like this, you can come in after, you know, each test is anywhere from six to 12 minutes. And you can come in, you can look at times, you can, you know, make fun of your buddies for beating each other and have a good time with it. So I think that style of racing is is unique, and I think it's going to take off. And I think uh, the works guys have definitely taken a, um, it's a learning curve. This is their first year doing it under new management and so the numbers in the pro class are really good and amateur wise it hasn't caught on quite yet i don't think they've been marketing it as well as because they're trying to get everything handled before they get a bunch of people for scoring and all that but it's been really fun and uh they've been doing a really good job with the course layout so it's been uh it's been kind of a fresh fresh breath of air on the west coast to have something new to race so the the sprint enduros is just motorcycles right Yep, just motorcycles. Yeah, so that that's different too. I mean, they have they have ATVs and side by sides and and everything else and and uh, works. But the way I understand it, they've they've split this the series off so that you guys don't go there on the same weekend. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, we're back to just motorcycle only weekends, and they've uh, they've done a good job 
like doing like more uh, just motorcycle only course, you know, less fast four wheeler UTV style tracks. So we've had some some good races where there's been some tight stuff and and like actual pro sections again. So that's been that's been nice. And unfortunately, I missed uh, three rounds, so that that was a bummer. Um, three of the I think three of the good ones I liked. So just. But that's part of being hurt too. But they're doing a good job there under new management, so they're really trying hard and list. They're actually listening to people, so that's awesome. Did you do Havasu, or was that the one you just got done doing? No, I did Havasu, and then I got hurt at the next round. The Havasu, it's at the Crazy Horse, which is where we go there for the we go there for the Jet Ski World Finals. <laughs> and yep. there's a lot of that's fun. That's a that's a fun a lot of place. drinking. There is a little bit of drink in there with, yeah. some, with some folks. Not me, of course, but no, no. no. But uh, you know, my friends, uh, <laughs> I'm the responsible one. You're one of the reasons why Kmart is shut down now. By the way, I am one of the more responsible friends, Gary, uh-huh. that don't do well, that's that. Good. Yeah, um, because <laughs> I'm a because I'm a serious dirt bike guy. Yes. So where do you live, Gary? <laughs> uh, in uh, like basically in Temecula, kind of by KTM down mm. Southern California. Sure. And is there so for the where do you go f- to ride out there? I mean, you're kind of in town. Um, I, well, there's some some little hidden tr- rough tracks around here, and then I have a I have a house in Sperria that I go up to, and I rent the house and I have a shop up there, so I go up there and train and ride up there with Kiefer and some other guys that where I used to live. That's where I used to live is up in the high de- higher desert, and then so I go up there and ride rough track, and and then I ride a lot of Glen Helen, and actually we ride I ride quite a bit of moto. Um, just to work on that intensity and that speed. So uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the off-road guys ride a lot of moto. Not just We're not just out trail riding all day, you know? So because you still, like, works races are very, you know, intense moto-style races. Right. So um, that's where I end up doing a lot of riding. So. Kiefer's busy. What, how old is that guy? Uh, I don't know. He lies to me every time I ask him. How <laughs> <he is. laughs> Um, I think he's he just he had a birthday last week. I think he just turned forty three. Okay, so he's a little older than me. Is he doing Loretta's this year? No, he did the first two outdoor nationals. I know Smart Top, and he totally. I was bummed he did not ride. Like I know he can ride, so I was kind of bummed on that. But um, <laughs> he's not going to Loretta's, so he didn't. I don't think he liked Loretta's, but. I'm going in the 40 yeah. class. I was going to say, you like Loretta's. I do. Don't you? Well, I work for Wiseco, so I'm, I'll am i be there anyhow. And, and it's like either I'm going to stand in that booth all all week or... Or you're going to have some fun. Or I'm going to ride my dirt bike while I'm there. So, I went. yeah, I went and qualified down at Kevin Wyndham's farm in the sen- senior Nine. 40 class. Okay, dope. And, yeah, I'm all set for it. I'm ready when, to... When you're there, do you ever, like, tip over backwards into the creek? I don't go in the creek. I'm embarrassed to take my shirt off in public, so I don't. Not go now, dude. You've lost seventy pounds easy. <laughs> I've lost sixty six pounds, Gary. Sixty six. Sixty six pounds. Oh, I could probably beat you. Nice. I mean, uh, but you probably could. Well, you should have came to Mammoth this weekend and raced the vet weekend, and you could have had about. I was. Bit, I have a fireworks store, so I'm busy slinging firecrackers this week. But oh my if god. I, but if I wasn't, nice excuse. This I would had. Excuse. I would have had a bear for sure. <laughs> I would have probably okay. won a barrel. And like, if they have like a. I don't know a fireworks salesman class. I probably could have smoked them. <laughs> now, what? Let me ask you a question because I've always wanted to ask. Um, fi- uh, what do you call them? Uh, firecrackers or bottle rockets? Which sells more? This is what you've always wanted to ask me. Yeah, 
Um, I'm fascinated by your fireworks business. You know what I? Re- you know my favorite thing in the store right now. What is it? It's called Dragon Balls. Excuse me. Dragon Balls. And they're they uh, you light them and they have they have a crackle that'll almost fill this room. It's just, and they last for about three seconds. They're, <laughs> but they're awesome. <laughs> Dragon Balls. It's a it'll liven the party. Will you save up. me some? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about the Godfather? What about the Godfather? The Godfather is like what six foot tall, mm-hmm. almost, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it re- easily. And Gary, get this: he sells this thing. It's it's ticketed at about fourteen hundred bucks, thirteen fourteen hundred bucks. But he sells wow. it for five. How much, Tony? Is it five ninety nine? Yeah, five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Gary, are you interested in fireworks? Because Roland Sands sure was when we had him on just a minute ago. <laughs> Man, I, I'm I'm into fireworks, but. Uh, in California, of course, you know you can't do that here. No, no. I'm from Montana. We used to we used to buy fireworks all the all the time. We used to go uh, go to the Indian reservation because they had like you could get bottle rockets, you could get whatever you wanted up there. Like you could get all the crazy stuff, the exotic stuff up there, and we go up there and get that stuff as a kid and come back and shoot it all off. But my uh, my daughter would love all that. But for five ninety nine, I think I'm going to pass on my godfather. I, I'm an off road rider, not a motocross guy, so my. Nah, that's not my budget. So what's that mean? You don't make any money because you're you're actually <laughs> exactly. earning your paychecks and. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an off road guy. Yeah, we don't we don't make much money. So Beautiful. as long as I can ride my dirt bike on the weekend and pay the bills, I, we're we're doing good. But that's the best part, Tony. I mean, you give a lot of uh, what you sell down there. You give back to the community, right? And 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 I think it's it's a great thing. But we need to have guys like Roland Sands and uh, Chris and and uh, gary and guys like that in for a big party and we have the end of the party would be a gigantic fireworks show what do you think you get show up money gary i got a race in october you gonna be busy no depends Not- on the show up money depends on the money that's what i'm talking I'm about for, for a good time what do we gotta have for a bike for you to fly in with your gear bag KTM. It just has to be a KTM. You don't care what oh, it is. I got. Well, I got an 05 125 in the garage, so you probably don't want to ride that. No, one. but we could get yeah, Hicklin Power Sports to 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 pony up the bike. Yeah, what's needs. it take to get you to come come into Iowa, fly in for a weekend? Well, you can do some go karting at the local pole position go kart track, and you can well, there you go go do do uh, do some off road. It's got a motocross track on it, so. It's right up your alley. What's what do you the think? race? Is it an off-road race or is it a motocross race? It's an off-road race. It's all, it's at my motocross track, and then it goes into the woods for a, a few miles is all. A fair pace. It's, it's 40, two 45-minute races, so they're just real kind of a sprint. Two 45-minute motos. Oh, nice. Free hot dogs. Nice. That's, I'm, uh, that might, I might, you're, you're intriguing me. I might have to come out. <laughs> we do some fireworks we'll if you want. Trading, yeah, we'll be trading for fireworks. It's like... How many fireworks can I get for the win? Basically, right? Uh, you get a Godfather for sure. What? Yeah, oh, you're going to give him a Godfather, and all I got last last year was a couple of uh, bottle rockets and 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 a pack of black hats. Gary's a lot faster than you. Okay then, Gary. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you so very much. And the op, op, op obviously the um, the invitation is out there. So if you can make it, we'd love to have you. That'd be awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was always a good time. That's totally cool, dude. Appreciate it. All right, uh, fans, stay tuned. More of, of America's Racing Talk Show 
As we continue, it's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Tony Wink, Scott Casper with you. Jack and Leanne DeLeon producing our program on the other side of the glass. This portion of our show brought to you by Hicklin Power Sports, Hicklin Power Sports, or HicklinPowerSports.com. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Chad Reeves with Sports. Hope you're all doing well. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hi, this is Matt Smith, post-op motorcycle racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. You know, since uh, Swell Vodka has uh, hit the market, there's been no less than three others uh, built in the state of Iowa. Um, and I'm sure there are others around the country, but um, Swell obviously has the market because what they've got is six times distilled, six times filtered. And uh, 
There go your headaches, and you get a great taste. So swell vodka. Tony, next guest, waiting in the wings. Yeah, we had a good conversation with Roland Sands and also Gary Sutherland, and now we're going to talk to the founder and president of Moto Minded, and you can follow on on his website, motominded.com. A lot of cool cool designs, cool uh, uh, products that he sells, and his name's Chris Vestal. He joins us now. Hi, Chris. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. Well, welcome to Pit Pass for the first time. I want to... Um, just give you an opportunity and a platform to talk about your product. I know it comes uh, highly recommended by a friend of ours who is from Iowa, moved to Colorado. His name's Jeremy Schoening or Germ as we call him. Uh, but uh, he says you got, he said, I told him what I was up to and he said, you need to talk to Chris Vestal at Motomine and his stuff is legit. And right, so right. Germ is, is pretty, uh, it's, he's plugged he, in. He'll give you a pretty unfiltered, uh, opinion of of what's going on and and when he says it's good <laughs> he will. I, I believe <laughs> if you got a product that sucks he'll tell you so um <laughs> he's pretty stoked on your stuff so talk about your 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 products you know not necessarily the lights because that's what i was looking for but but everything that you have going on yeah so we 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 we're in a i guess you will niche niche market here um we have a few brands that we design around and, you know, we don't have right now a product that goes through all reaching brands right now because we tend to design around what we ride, what we race, what we enjoy. And so, you know, we have a handful of brands that you'll see on the website that we support. We're always moving to test more and launch more products, but uh, everything from, like you said, the LED mounts to some little problem solvers like our air filter disc to... Uh, we, we're getting into the basically the mount world, and so we have GPS mounts and um, on bike storage like our Moto Essentials kit, things like that. There's a lot of a lot of little you know just problem solvers that we see and and we're lucky enough to be able to solve and then sell. And you, and you're talking about brands like Beta, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, KTM, et cetera. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. A lot of European brands, Italian, yeah, right now uh, we do want to get into other verticals like the Japanese bikes and even vehicles, stuff like that. But right now we're, you know, we, we do what we can. We're a small, small team of three. And, and, uh, you know, we like to think that we, you know, do these more, you know, higher end niche problem solvers. It's better to be the best at, you know, a small market than half ass at a, at a big market, I would say, because then you just kind of get lost in the, on the, there's a ton of people out there that, that offer lights and and mounting kits and all that stuff. There's a lot of it out there, but if you want something that's good, you build your brand on your name and, and being good at what you do. And if you don't offer it, you don't offer it, right? Amen. I mean, isn't that kind of the, the your 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 uh, mo? It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If we don't see a reason to really do something and knock it out of the park, we're not going to design it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, we'll just head it in the direction. Like, um, and we, we focus on products that, like, no one else creates. You know, we try to be, think of something that, you know, I, I use a term, I, I, I avoid the race to the basement. <laughs> so if I see something that, that, you know, someone else does, and I could go, oh, I could copy that. Well, no, I don't have an interest in that. Because that, like I said, it turns into a race to the basement. And then they, you know, just basically lower prices and, lower quality and lower stuff like that and it's just not what i wanted the company to be isn't that what honda did back in the 60s tony we're talking about the top 11 bikes last week 
but uh, Honda really set itself aside um, and I think raised the industry awareness um, because they they a lot of folks thought about Japanese bicycle or bikes I should say um, as being copycats they and and they were for a large part you know I'm gonna I'm gonna admit that but it was Honda that really you know set the foot foot forward and I think KTM's done the same thing what we're seeing from KTM and and what uh, what a great decision by you guys okay at uh, Moto Minded to to jump on the KTM wagon early uh, because what we're seeing from KTM is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, and it's kind of you know it's it's what we ride in and what we as cons- motorcycle consumers and enjoy riding and doing everything from you know single track to adventure rides. They they happen to you know once we started designing around this stuff, they just so happen to make the best bike we can find. As soon as someone else does something better, well, we'll kind of shift that way. <laughs> but uh, we haven't seen that, you know, so we're kind of, that's kind of been the focus. Yeah. How'd you get your start? Again, it's, you know, um, well, I've been around mechanical design a long time. Um, I even had a stint with General Motors where I was in lighting design for them right out of college. I, I always wanted to design cars and did a fast track thing with mechanical design to kind of get hired at GM. And, uh, they had a big presence in Indiana where I grew up and, uh, and still do. And, um, I always been around that world and, um, got moved to Colorado and got more into the outdoor sports that includes, you know, mountain biking and motos and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just started to get more into it. And I dabbled with a product. I helped the, one of my best friends, um, in 2012, he raced a car. He's from Colorado. His name's Ned Steve. I happen to be the owner of Double Take Mirrors. Um, he got me into rally racing. Uh, I should say rally practicing with him <laughs> before he did the car, uh, went to the car. And with that, you know, I was kind of his, I had the opportunity to, you know, spend almost like basically a year of my life training with him, developing, and ended up basically he and I building his, his a grassroots program where we built his rally bike. And I ended up um, making a bolt-on, basically, turn your KTM 450 into a rally, proven rally racer. Ended up being, um, he was the only American to finish the car that year on the moto, and uh, it was with something I built. And I ended up uh, deciding to, you know, sell some more of them after that. After the success of that, I was like, well, let's ride this out and sell some. So I kind of dabbled in the motorcycle products world with the rally moto kit and that was the company at the time it was rally moto kit this is back again 2012 2013 um but the one thing i quickly found is sometimes uh, i learned my lesson years ago but i was reminded of it with the rally moto kit is turn your turn your passion into a business and you soon realize you're not enjoying your passion anymore because <laughs> the rally moto kits i still had a nine to five weekday thing and the rally moto kit was nights and weekends and with rally motor kits, it usually is around some kind of race or event. So there's always these deadlines and chasing, you know, shipments and I was shipping them all over the world. Kind of got burnt out on them. Um, we also made fiberglass fairings. So that, that mold kind of went and that kind of, you know, said, all right, I'm kind of done with this for now. Um, so that was my first foray in products. And then circle back to 2013. I, I did a rally race, um, the Nora Mexican 1000, which was, a vintage race for many years just vintage vehicles and bikes only uh this is the first year they allowed um 
the year I went, uh, in 2012, first year, they allowed modern bikes. And you could also do a full roadbook, no electronics. So I raced that, and this was, a, this was 2012, so KTMs are just becoming fuel-injected, so my 500 was fuel-injected. I carried a fuel injector and those little micro filters and stuff in my pocket. And all the while during that race, I was like, there must be a better way to carry this because this is going to be an issue for a while. So I get back and I designed my first product, which was uh, around that, which was called a pillbox. And then around that, I was like, well, I need a company to sell this. So I started up Moto Minded. Uh, and it was around that first product, the pillbox. So the Mexican 1000, that I go down and race Baja, and but the Mexican 1000, it, Correct me if I'm wrong. They they have a starting and a stopping point every day, right? Yeah. And then so, they, so, so, yeah. yeah. How is that different than what you've won? I mean, than well, the plus thirty. Well, the Baja One Thousand is is it's a race from from start to finish, and there's no there's no breaks. Where the Mexican One Thousand, they'll race maybe two hundred miles or something. Okay. Three hundred miles, whatever okay. it is, hundred miles, and then they'll stop. It's a, it's like an enduro. It's a straight line enduro, whatever. So they'll start. They they have a, a, a they leave four the day enduro. Yeah, <laughs> it's what? Yeah, uh, like a four day enduro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four to five days now. Yeah. That sounds fun. Wow. Actually, it sounds like a lot of fun. I wouldn't want to do it on a vintage <laughs> motorcycle, but <laughs> it is a ton of fun. Yeah, there's uh, that year I went. Uh, uh, Malcolm and Alexander raced and had a vintage Husky, and um, that had modern suspension on it. But it was an adventure Husky, and it was they were in a different class. But it's so fun to see that. And I guess if I could race with Malcolm, I'd ride anything that he's willing to throw his. Hello, leg over, right? Yeah. right? Nice. <laughs> <Would> we all. <laughs> Are we yeah. talking Malcolm so, Smith? Yeah. Yeah. How old is yeah. Malcolm Smith now? I mean, really. Mid seventies, I, I think. Yeah, and, and all that lead he's ingested. Right over the years, <laughs> do you remember when Malcolm was chewing as a as a child? He would he would chew on swing arms made of lead, and uh, he's he, he's still cool. I mean, Malcolm Smith, one of my favorite guests of all time. You remember the lead band, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Remember the lead band on, on, on motorcycles? And they couldn't sell any. They couldn't sell fifties, and Malcolm got on there, and he's like, "That's it, I'm selling them." And he went ahead and sold them. And he's like, "Come arrest me!" <laughs> Everybody said Malcolm Smith for president. Yeah, right. I mean, and we I wanted him to win. I have that button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so Chris, um, given your time in the sport, right, what is your – what is – if 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 there was a landmark moment or a landmark design for you, what would that be? I guess it would be that pillbox that started – kind of started it for me. Um, a quick little problem solver that um, kind of, you know, Basically, that's what inspired the company. I needed some way to sell this product idea I had and get it rolling. So I, I really enjoy that pillbox. Um, we, we just launched a GPS mount that I hope to be one of those products that will be um, kind of more, you know, widespread. The first product that we have is not as niche that it's going to bar mount a GPS mount. We call it the stout mount. And we're going to offer it for all European and all Japanese bikes. Um, well, maybe we, maybe, 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 maybe we could help you uh, if you send a couple of samples to the studio. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, tone. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not asking. Uh, we need we need some pillbox full of pills too. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to talk to you, Chris. Hey, thanks for joining us on the program. I know it's your first. Uh, 
time with us, but we'd love to have you back. I, I hope first of many. Okay, there you uh, go. There you go. Hopefully it could be something more than, you know, just talk about the sport and kind of love to come on again well you you may roll in sands look like a beginner so good job out of you <laughs> <laughs> no actually a, a very good guest we appreciate the time bud thank you there we go. Uh, Chris Vessel heads to the uh, pits. I want to uh, tell you that this portion of our program brought to you by Factory Outlet Fireworks in Winterset, Iowa. And why is the uh, Factory Outlet Fireworks in Winterset, Iowa, why is it important? Okay. And Tony, I'm, as the owner of the company, you, you seldom will tout your own business and your own products, but I do, and happily so. Um, but it's all about community for you. Yeah, for sure. We we've uh, we're we're the only people down there in my neighborhood that are selling. We've got a lot of state people that come in and sell. And you mean the tent guys? Yeah, we do a lot. And so we have our store. We have a brick and mortar. It's, it's a great big. It's actually my my dad's motorcycle shop That's when I was a cool kid. Part, yeah. Yeah. And so I I bought that building off the guy that my dad rented to rented from back in the the eighties. So it's it's pretty special for me. I mean, I grew up in that shop and. And um, when it, we were selling motorcycles, and and um, it's just really cool to be back in there. And, and I've got some other tenants that I rent to, like Mid American Energy, and in a repair shop on the other side. But um, it's for a, big. For it's a, big. It's it is big. And for for a month out of the year, it's a fireworks shop. And uh, the thing about you know, I, I went, I go to the competitors, and, and I cruise around, and sometimes I tell them who i am sometimes i don't and <laughs> they I know who you are dude and i well they do by the end of the season but it's usually somebody <laughs> new every year but i go in there and i say what's this do and they go oh that's a rocket and i'm looking at the thing and i go what do you what part of it's a rocket and they go it just goes up in the air and i go it's not a rocket you know and so that's just the, the thing that we do i mean like chris i i know my business and, and right, so right <laughs> but but just because I light a lot of them off, and it's year round for me, I just light a lot of fireworks. You love fireworks. I do. I'm a fool about it. I when we go down to Baja, I buy them super illegal bombs. We we'll <laughs> let them off on the beach, and I love it. So, but for you, it's also safety first, right? It is um, sure. Um, but when asked, I say yes, safety first. But honestly, like if if the, there are there are some fireworks that I bought at a tent this week to try super dangerous and so i sell black cat brand i sell powder i powder keg i sell like brothers brand stuff that's reputable and if you're going to play with fireworks you should probably get the safer stuff and we give a ton back to our community so i i i'm glad to uh I'm glad to be able to do that. Well, you're a responsible partner, and that's the best part. I try. By the way, uh, be mindful of veterans who may be in the area. Either find another location or give them a heads up if you plan to light off fireworks, no matter where you are. And, uh, of course, you can be a part of the success that is Tony's Firework Company. It's called Factory Outlet Fireworks. Buy no other place than Tony's Factory Outlet Fireworks. We talk about it throughout the year. We hope you take our invitation to join us in Winterset, Iowa. Factory Outlet Fireworks. Stay tuned. Back after this. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. 
starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Tony Wink, Scott Casper with you. PJ Duran with the week off. Our producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, the dynamic duo that they are. Um, Making us sound good both on on uh, the internet, of course, and also on, on radio. I want to thank our friends at uh, Evergreen Podcast. Evergreen has a wide variety of lifestyle programming. Um, we are very pleased to be number one in their offering. By the way, 22 shows, we are number one. There's a reason for that because of you. So we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so very much. Also want to uh, recognize our contributors, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson. First hour, if you missed it, it was an outstanding hour. Um, even without me, and I know you probably don't want to think of the show without me, but uh, Tony. But um, I want to thank Roland Sands. Uh, what a great way to kick off the show. Gary Sutherland and uh, Chris Vestal from MotoMinded.com. Neat products uh you know, desperately trying to fill a niche, if you will. Uh, in this hour, Tony, you want to go through our guest list for hour number two? Yeah, sure. We're going to have Stu Baylor on, who's a self-claimed bad dude in the woods, self-proclaimed. Proclaimed, yeah. Proclaimed. Um, but nobody here is going to argue <laughs> with Stu. He's pretty darn fast in the woods. And another guy that's pretty darn fast is Thad Duvall. Mm-hmm. He's uh, currently second in the XC1 Pro class. And... Um, Doing a pretty good season. We we were really stoked on Thad Duvall and then Josh Strang, who we've had on, I think, one million times. Well, um, I think it's just shy of a million times. This may be his million time on the show. So when we we heard or we knew, we knew it was coming, but when Arena Cross closed their doors, right. 
the Babbitts, the Monster Energy, uh, Babbitts Monster Energy Kawasaki Team Green program was kind of like, what are we going to do? And Kawasaki approached um, Babbitts. Babbitts and said, would you be interested in, in going off-road? Um, and I was actually worried. I didn't want to see them exit motorsports at all because Babbitts has been a remarkable company when it comes to supporting the sport. For sure. And Denny Bartz is good at putting a program together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I talked quite a bit or, or, or were at the time. And and um, Josh Strang, he picked up Josh Strang, who's their uh, their lead man in, in uh, GNCC XE1. And he's on the show. We got him now. Josh, how are you? Good night. How's it going? Did we do a good job of introing you for, I don't know, the last four minutes? Yeah, I feel like that was a pretty good deal. I wish I, <laughs> I made a dollar for every time I was on the show, because if it was a million, I'd be great. <laughs> You'd be a lot better off, I think. An extra million wouldn't <laughs> yeah. hurt, would it? Yeah, no, it wouldn't hurt. I don't think anyone could complain about that. Josh, t- uh, go, no, go ahead, no, Tony. Good. Uh, good to be back, and... Uh, Sounds like you boys have gotten your own call tonight, um, especially with Stu coming on. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think of that kid? It'd be a fun one. Uh, he's good, man. He, uh, really, I think he just says what he, he he says what he thinks and what he feels and doesn't care what people, if he upsets anyone. So, I mean, that's good because a lot of people, especially in this industry, will will say something behind someone's back and then then when they walk up to the, the person they were talking crap about, they'll just um, be best friends with them. And I think Stu... Is the opposite. If it, if the if the writing on the wall is red, he's gonna gonna say it's red, and uh, and that sort of stuff. So I think he's a he's a pretty straight shooter. I guess some people, I I think a lot of people don't like it, but I mean that's how he is, and and uh, he has a lot of fans because of of how he acts and how he uh, how he goes around. So I mean him and I get along. So uh, we don't hang out a lot. I can't I can't drink as many beers as he can. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How does he do that? How does the kid do it? Uh, I don't know. He's good at it. <laughs> What's his drink? I uh, honestly, I think it's Miller Lite, but I could be wrong. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Why? Because you don't like it. Miller Lite is gross. Yeah, it is gross. What about Natty Lite? Now you're talking. <laughs> Natty Lite, little PBR. What? You know what the best one is? PBR with a lime. Oh, I really d- I've good. never had that. And you know what? I haven't drank in a long time, Josh. I've been kind of focused on the racing. So. No, you've been oh, focused yeah. on losing weight, almost 70 pounds off Yeah, that frame. you look. I, I, sometimes I don't recognize you. That's how much weight you've lost. Strang, how's the, how's the season going? I know, what are, you, what are you in fifth right now? Uh, Sixth, I think. So. Yeah. yeah well, fifth, fifth in class, sixth overall. So. Uh, yeah, it's going all right, man. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I'd love to be doing better, but the, when I look at it and look at the end of the day, if if I get a fifth place or whatever out of GNCC, I'm like, and I felt like I rode good. You look at the results, and the people that are in front of me, they're not they're not slow guys. Like, I mean, Caleb, Thad, Stu, just those three alone. Um, Bollinger's been good this year too. It's like um, to be up there, you got to like everyone is riding really well. It's work. So uh, yeah, and. I mean, I'll, sure, I'd love to be up there every weekend, but the, the, I mean, I have to work my ass off to to get up there. So, and that's what I've been doing and um, having fun with the new program and everyone involved. It's been good, uh, and the sprint series has been good as well. So, I feel my speed is better there. Uh, just again, now having uh, Caleb and Dad do that series as well, it's just made it 
made it that much harder and that much more competitive. But uh, um, like I said, it keeps me on my toes and um, we keep working hard. It's, it's been pretty good. I was kind of surprised that everybody's doing the Sprint Series and the GNCC. It's, I mean, GNCC is a bit of a grind in its own. Um, were you surprised those guys went racing or did you know they were going to do that too? Uh, I think I heard Caleb was doing it. Um, I heard a while ago that he was going to do it. I think Thad was a late entry for the, I think he was supposed to go out west. Honestly, I'm not real sure. Um, and so, I mean, it's what, as far, I think nowadays, uh, all the, all the, all us pro riders have to do two series. So, uh, I think the national enduro is, uh, a format where the racing is, the trees are a lot tighter and there's only, I mean, I really, I'm not a huge fan of it, and I don't think some of those other guys are either. So, uh, I think the sprint the sprint series is just another second, a good second series to do uh, besides the GNCC. Well, the format's obviously a lot different, but this with the sprint series, at least it's not it, it's pretty fast paced. Whereas you get in the national enduro, it is tight. It's really tight stuff. It's a completely different style of racing, and. I'd be. I'm always surprised when when guys can do both very very well. I mean, I get it's dirt biking, but it's just a different style and and um, the speeds you guys are doing in GNCC. We've said it a bunch is mind boggling, and to do it for three hours is mind boggling, or three hours plus a lap, you know, or whatever it is. Sometimes, um, do do you guys um, do you ever are you tired? Do you ever get tired? I mean, were you just like, God dang, I'm tired of this you've yeah, been doing this a long like, time dude yeah yeah and that's and that's another like i've been doing i was talking to my buddy today and uh 13 years i think i've I think this is my 13th season or 12th season or something so i missed one year doing gncc and and so yeah like i leave the track i can do a three-hour race now and, and leave the track somewhat decent condition uh depends on how hot it is and how dehydrated I get, but I can, I feel like I'm more used to it now than I was five to 10 years ago. But now, because I'm older, I feel like it takes me longer to recover. So instead of being able to go hard again on Tuesday, it might take a Tuesday, Monday, I'll do something fairly easy. Then Tuesday, I'll get back into it, but not 100%. And then, so it takes an extra day for me now to uh, recover from the, the race. Cause man, they're, for the most part, the tracks that we go to are fairly. We've been going to them for. Well, I've been going to them since I got here, uh, for at least half of them. So that they're just beat, like they're just destroyed by the time we get on. I think we talk about it occasionally on here, and you have ATVs on Saturday, and then all the bikes Sunday morning leading up to our race, and then the tracks just get just annihilated. There are. I don't. It's hard to find places like them to practice on so and i mean even if you can find places to practice like that like the tracks we race on we don't want to you don't want to ride during the week on stuff like that because then then you get up to the track on the weekend you're just over it already so uh um sometimes they're not super fun but uh for the most part it's pretty good i would think uh riding after an atv you know event i would think the track would be pretty smooth but loose yeah <laughs> uh so the the quads like push all the good dirt off so we ended up we end up on real shiny uh slick stuff with two quad ruts but then we have a junior race and a morning race uh in between out in between that so they normally 
get the lines back in, and but then they'll turn whatever dirt's left that'll normally turn into big bumps or ruts and that sort of stuff. And um, what gets hard is the the slick stuff where the quads just um, just shine it up, and then that gets like just square edge and and really beat you up. Tony, yeah. you're a big fan of uh, the quads, right? Crickets, nope. no, no, not so um, much, not so much. <laughs> but uh, I'm a big fan of of GNCC. But I'll agree with you 100. percent I ride in the morning classes just because it, the track is so beat. By the time you guys get to it, it doesn't look like fun at all. And it's like, you know, we'll we'll have the luxury of of riding a lot of stuff that the quads haven't been on. In that, and that those sections are pretty fun. Um, you know, we're mowing. Well, and especially in like Florida, we're mowing palmetto leaves and stuff off in the morning. But uh, for some reason, I never find my w- way to the front of those races, so it doesn't. Like, there's plenty of guys in front of me, you know. So to yeah. to, to knock all that stuff down, but yeah, the, in the afternoon they're so you, rough. You like the roots, though, don't you? The palmetto roots. Oh, no, I hate no, them. Not, not so much. Okay. Oh, geez, I, it's just not fun. I don't like of all the series you've made a career in. Josh, uh, <laughs> it sure is a lot of work on them GNCCs. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it is a lot of work, and and that. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just, I don't know. Yeah, and then I mean, not just me. Sometimes you, I wonder. There's just am, there's thousands of amateurs each season that turn up and race the tracks, and I'm like. You guys are crazy. Like, they, <laughs> must just, they must be just hardcore dirt bike riders, and they just want to come and race. Because sometimes the tracks that we race on, they're just like I couldn't even. I, it's hard for us to get, ride around them sometimes when the speeds we're going, and then you get a guy in the three-hour race in the afternoon who's he might be a vet. Um, I don't know vet, vet A or whatever, like fifty plus. So he's fifty-eight years old an a, a rider so he's going fairly slow and he hits every bump on the track yeah and and he might be out on the track for three hours and 30 minutes or whatever and i'm like these guys are nuts i know a couple of people who live down here in um, denver and they they'll they'll leave their job friday afternoon or saturday morning drive what, eight hours to a race race a sunday afternoon race and then drive back sunday night turn up to work on monday at eight o'clock yeah and I'm and I'm like you guys are you guys are hardcore hardcore <laughs> about for sure yeah me driving and getting to sleep in on a Monday after a race and and uh, and they they're doing the same race I did and they're working on on Monday at eight o'clock so and you're just um, limping around with a bottle of aspirin or yeah well I bought a can of Monster can and a can of Monster well yeah of course you get it yeah. off the truck and you can fit in your yeah. gear bag on the way home so you got that <laughs> dialed yeah. in hey how was snowshoe yeah. did you did you have to push your bike at all. I didn't. I, honestly, it, I'm not the person that asks about snow. So I, I'm not a huge fan, and honest. And my result on the weekend was not was um, well below par. But that, I just not a fan of that place. I I feel in danger <laughs> when I ride the track. <laughs> uh, so I I go I go to that place. Unfortunately, to try and finish and get some points, and um, I didn't have to push that technical parts of the track on the weekend i actually i did enjoy uh, i just didn't enjoy the speed and the roads that we run on so um uh, i mean that that's how i'll answer that question anyway 
It's uh, it's not the same snowshoe that it was, is what everybody tells no, me. That they they no, say it's definitely not. Why? Because it's just the trail so beat in. I, I think so. I think. I mean, you, like you said, the the tracks we race on are so beat up. And we've been going there now for since two thousand seven. So uh, I have a feeling the mountain only allows the the promoter to go on certain parts of the track or certain parts of the mountain, and for the most part, that stuff we've been riding since we got there so it's just got wider and wider and faster and faster and i mean there's people i think honestly i think Stu before the race on the weekend complained about it and then after the race he did well and he said he enjoyed it so um uh, there's two people enjoy it and some people like myself don't, don't matter of time understand. matter of time of it. well you know the, the people that always like the track are the guys that win, right? <laughs> always. You never hear a guy that yeah. just won say, that track sucked. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, the track was pretty good. Well, yeah, because you just won yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. We're talking with uh, a, a great friend of the show, by the way, Josh Strang. Um, and this portion of our program brought to you by Factory Outlet Fireworks in Winterset, Iowa. Look for the big red and white building i think the white is new isn't it tony is it i mean it looks gorgeous and people are pouring through the doors to to purchase fireworks you can do the same business is blowing up what is it really booming (laughs) it's okay factory outlet fireworks i sell fireworks supporting community in winterset iowa how about that what do you think of that string What's that? The fireworks? Yeah, yeah. I sell fireworks. You I like, the, you a, like a, the fireworks? I'm full carny for oh, a month yeah. out of the year. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can <laughs> get them in Australia. So, if um, there's a little tiny so. box, Tony will get on top of it and talk fireworks for an hour. Easy enough. <laughs> It's great. Hey, Josh, um, we appreciate the time. Uh, we also obviously always want to give you an opportunity to recognize uh, sponsors. Who are they? Yeah, well, uh, you, like you guys said, uh, Babbitt's online. You guys are fans of Danny and. Uh, the Babbitt's online store up there. And I need. To, I actually need to make my way up that way one day and and, uh, and go check it all out. But uh, those guys, Babbitt's online, and Monster Energy and Kawasaki. So uh, they have that the new 450, and um, I really enjoy it. So I've had a blast racing it so far, and uh, should be good. Um, We'd love to have you in the studio. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come up. Yeah, that'd be so cool, Tony, wouldn't it? I mean, to have Josh Strang in the studio. Uh, we we invited Gary Sutherland to come race our uh, off road race in uh, October, but old uh, Strang's gonna be busy. It's the same weekend as as the Ironman, unfortunately for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna pick the Ironman over our local race? Is that is that the program? <laughs> That's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. We'll still have you on the show though. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, well, one day. Always a good talk to you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. All right, thanks for having me on, boys. See ya. There we go. Josh Strang heading to the pits. Tony, um, we talk a little bit about safety in uh, everybody's celebration of the 4th of July in the, and around the date, uh, but it's it's something that you don't just talk about. You endorse it, right? Yeah, I mean, for the, the biggest thing I – for uh, the, the thing that I always see people that they their biggest complaint is their their dog runs away. And you just don't think about it, but your dog, you got to put your dog away. Right, right. Put him, put your doggy in the, in the garage with the radio blaring or, or in a, or in the bedroom with the TV on loud or something like that. So they're not freaking out. But, um, that, and then as far as safety goes, 
you know, just don't do it close to buildings. And there is some fallout on that stuff, especially sure the cheaper is. stuff or the smaller stuff that you shoot. You know, a lot of times people, they, they're in town, so they want to, if their town allows them to do it, they shoot off, you know, some of the smaller cakes and some of the smaller mortars. Where the problem with that is, is they, they don't go as high and they're still hot when they land on the roof. And right, right. Obviously, it's not a problem for us because it seems to rain every day here. But, but uh, you know, you could definitely have a fire. And, and you know, when we do shows, we do we do the show on the 4th at my racetrack south of town. and Which we is do, free, by the way. Yeah. We, I feed I feed 1,000 people, and we have stuff for the kids. And, and, uh, Your dad would be so proud of yeah, you. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and so I, I have the, you know, the fireworks show, and we my neighbor – comes and gets his from me and he'll shoot his all off and it's he does a really good show and then we got to one up him or three up him because i'm slinging the stuff right so <laughs> i uh i'd throw a big party and the whole town um knows about it at least a lot of them come a lot of people come i'd say there's probably probably 2500 people that come to this event imagine the mo- and, money that the city saves by not having to do their own show <laughs> right like the, you, you do. i sure wish they would because i'd like to just watch <laughs> what's the location give us the idea where we're at in winterset iowa uh so my store is on the four corners of highway 169 and 92 it's a big red and white building it's not a tent it's uh it's called factory outlet fireworks we're official black cat dealer sure so um you know as far as far as fireworks go the big stuff there i black cat's okay there's better brands and we carry them uh, black cat does have some really good stuff and we know the difference so we carry the stuff that doesn't suck and we we carry <laughs> but uh, as far as firecrackers go if you want not to blow your finger off you're gonna buy a black cat and so we're at the four corners of 169 and 92 in winterset next to laney's auto the car dealership there that my dad used to own sure and um uh, yeah, we're there from like... So 206 West Highway 92. That's what you put into your GPS finder. And uh, we're going to encourage you to go down there because he's not just making deals. He's making deals while you're there. We do. And, and you know what? We're local and we give back. We spend a lot of money in the community. And even if you're not from that community, uh, we, we do... A, there's, a, there's a charity called Matura. And they, they uh, it's a local food bank. And they they feed a lot of people. They They... They help people with like electric bills when they're about to get shut off in the so, winter time. So there's, cool. there's a lot of good stuff that they do. And last year we bought defibrillators for the firemen. Um, I thought that was just a very generous offering, but you know what? That's the that's a that's a gift that keeps on giving. Well, they got they got a budget for it now. They finally got some money that came through. So now we've we've kind of looked to do something different in our community. And and uh, Tad Davis, who runs the ambulance garage, he he runs the the tent in, at Great the High V. High V stand in or the High V parking lot in Winterset. So we're in cahoots, he and I on on that stand, and uh, he's he's the one that came up with the idea for Matura. So a good, I would say, probably a good portion of all of his his uh, profits proceeds will go to Matura. So we're excited to to be able to give back to our community, and we got a couple competitors in our town, but you know, and they people can't, they can't match pennies with you. Though. People will go, and and you know, a lot of times those people are just they're all just operators and not owners sure. so they can't make deals like we can so that's a lot of fun because i can i can sell it for whatever i want to sell for even if i lose money just to you just to you prove enjoy that i, that. This, I, you, I love <laughs> selling i was born to be a fireworks salesman. were you I'm really for sure okay. especially since it's only a month out of the year because <laughs> my attention span is pretty short it's very short as a matter of fact we're doing a, a radio program right now tony it's called pit pass we'll be back after the short time out stay tuned it is pit pass motor racing weekly stay tuned
Hey, this is Ben Bostrom. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. Package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one -on -one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. 
everybody, this is Jeff May, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Well, one of the things uh, Tony and I are talk, talking about is business, uh, off-air, obviously, but... Um, you know, I, I, I'm really proud of Tony as, as as far as wanting to be successful in whatever business he's in. And for, you know, a month, a year, um, he does the fireworks gig. And, uh, my God, he's successful. And the best part about it is is that he's selling and reselling and reselling to people he's already sold to. They keep coming back. So there must be a reason why. Uh, and you you can experience it. I want you to go down to Winterset, Iowa, to Factory Outlet Fireworks, and ask for Tony himself, okay? Back up your truck and start loading stuff in. <laughs> I'm t- I've, yes. It's one of my favorite stories is that people that do that, they back up their truck and say, fill it up, and you know they don't even have a budget. But when you tell them what the total is, they're always shocked because it's so low. Well, you know what I like to do is, is I've been going down – I've been going down to Missouri for a long time, you know, and there was always a track down there. So we would go racing and it's at Lamona and it's close. So we would go down there and, and look at fireworks. And when I was racing, I didn't have, you know, as a kid, I didn't have the money to buy the stuff like I do, like I, right. you know, as I got older. So, um, so I really genuinely enjoy the opportunity to be able to shoot fireworks every <laughs> single night from June, June 1st to July 8th. And it's a, I call it testing, so I can write all those products off. <laughs> and so the thing is, is I just know my product. So it's kind of like Thad Duvall, who kind of knows dirt biking. Thad uh, Duvall, our next guest. And by the way, you're, you're building a building that has been in your family for a long, long time. You ended up buying it. And I know your dad would be very proud of what you're doing there at Factory Outlet Fireworks. Um, we, we had uh, Josh Strang on to start the hour, but Thad Duvall is uh, waiting in the wings. Thad, how are you? Good. How are you guys? You like the how fireworks? You? Uh, you like the fireworks, Thad? I love fireworks. You, you, sure. like, you like the loud ones or the ones that are very sparkly and present a good display? I like the big boom ones. <laughs> Everybody wants those, you know? What's your? Are you a guy that goes and buys fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So in West Virginia, we can drive across the river and uh, yeah, buy some uh, pretty big fireworks. Can what you, do you ship them, Tony? Can you ship fireworks? No, not legally. <laughs> yeah, not, I mean you, you can ship them, but dude, I had some, I sure. had some guys that come in to the to the. I have a fireworks store. If you didn't catch on yet, but, but <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> so uh, it's nice because it because it's a, a nice supplement to the motocross track that's not nearly as profitable as it used to be, right? yeah but uh so we we uh i had some people that came in and they're like i got a weisco van you know because i work for weisco and it's sitting out back and they're like so what's the deal with that weisco van and i said i, I work for them <laughs> and they're like so you work for weisco and you have a fire store and yeah. i go and i have a yeah. motocross track and they go huh well we're from california yeah. And we ended up knowing a lot of different people. They were they were their kid raised or whatever, and and uh, it was pretty cool actually. But so they they bought probably I don't know six hundred dollars worth of stuff. So not a ton of stuff, but they so bought. That's actually a lot of stuff. It is, yeah. yeah. And they they said, "Do you have any boxes?" And I go, "Sure." And I, we brought the boxes out, and they all had fireworks on the side and they're like these aren't gonna work i go what what do you what's well that's what they came in so they go yeah no we're gonna ship these to california to our house 
<laughs> and they can't say fire. And I said, do not air freight them. You've got a problem if you air freight these yeah. things. Just put them on ground and ground like a UPS or something like that. Yeah, put okay. some T-shirts around it or something. By the way, I sell T-shirts, so I'll go ahead and sell you some of those. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it, it happens. I'm sure. I mean, I know. Yeah, Thad, how many T-shirts you have over your career? I'm in the sport of wrestling and racing. Free T-shirts. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of free T-shirts. Stacks of them, yeah. as a matter of fact. You got a lot. Yeah, I still to this day pulling t-shirts out of like packages that i've had for five years <laughs> and now that i own some rockstar i get tons of rockstar t-shirts so half of my like wardrobe is rockstar yeah wardrobe. here's the problem you ready for it the problem is this and tony you you understand what i'm saying uh as we are selling or merchandising for those companies that we get the free t-shirts from by the time we get around to wearing them we're probably a size or two away from the initial size that's just you and me that's not bad that's a <laughs> that's probably smaller than he used to be quite a bit that how much you weigh yeah. how much you weigh uh, right now at 160 right now wow you used to be pretty chunky though didn't you yeah, dude, I was like 195. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were talking about you, and we are like, old Thad, he's old thick Thad is what we called you. Is that what back. we called I got, him? I got a little carried away there for a while, and then, uh, yeah, just got a little reality check and uh, started to uh, lose some weight. Yep. Hey, uh, I want to congratulate you and, and compliment you on your season. It's um, Yeah, right. You're, you ha Talk about that, man. It's it's uh, podiums in seven of the eight rounds. You're second points i think so second right yeah, yeah. so second yep um yeah it's been uh been super good until yeah over the weekend just kind of <laughs> malfunction but what was the malfunction we're still to be undetermined at the moment so shift some stuff back and try to uh figure out the issue for sure but oh, other wow. than that yeah it's been an awesome year i've been right there most of the time and i felt like i've actually given up a couple wins that i should have had so yeah. just um yeah learning it's still it's, i'm 29 years old but i still feel like i'm getting faster and learning every day so it's, it's a cool feeling to have i thought you were older geez thanks yeah no. yeah yeah so um yeah i just i've been i think i've been around in the sport for so long i think people kind of think i'm a little older than i am but yeah so, uh, i feel like yeah, 29 has kind of been my prime a little bit. I feel like, you know, if you look at uh, Marvin, Marvin, he's 29 years old, so you know, he's still trying to battle for a championship for outdoors. And, and winning. Yeah, and winning. So it's like, yeah, you think, yeah, I mean, I feel like I still have a good couple years in me, so and I feel like, yeah, the team, um, the team thinks so too, so I'm excited to see what the next couple years are with Husky. You know, I, I was able to... Um, sign a two-year extension so good for a couple more years so i'm excited for sure that husky's so good isn't it yeah dude it's it's awesome i feel like um i feel right at home and i feel like there isn't enough money for me to go around the ownership group i think when they when they brought it back it wasn't a gift it wasn't something they just did they had a plan and yeah what we're seeing from husky right now is everything that the bike wanted to be back then you follow me? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's an amazing result because it's guys like you that are putting it out there. But they give you a strong piece of equipment to race and ride, and uh, and we're seeing positive results. And also we're seeing it at the showroom level, level as well. 
Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, huge push right now for him. I, I feel like um, I hate to even say it, but when I was sitting on along the side of the track, I was kinda, <laughs> I never even really noticed it before. But eighty percent of the riders at the GNCCs are either Husqvarna or KTM, so it was crazy to see that like how big the market is right now for Husky and KTM. So it's kind of cool to be in, um, I guess, be in that spot where I can help promote a company like I do and, and see the outcome for sure. Well, a couple things. One, I don't know how you couldn't have, being a guy that rode a Japanese motorcycle, how you couldn't feel outnumbered um, by the KTM Husky brands because that's all you see at an off-road race with the exception of Strang and uh and a few others um but uh yeah they they are they've done a whiz bang job on marketing back in the day and now you know and before i was like truthfully i was kind of you know i mean i I, for motocross it's storm lake honda for me i ride my hondas and i like them and i actually love the honda but i got a husky 300 and it's sweet and and for off-road it's so much less work to race that motorcycle than it is the the 450 works very very well at speed but the the 300 two-stroke i mean you can't beat it in tight woods and stuff and i know that's not the the platform that you're using and and what you're racing but uh for for me you know and and then another thing i was going to say is you turn in 30 you could always just go race the vet a class if uh, if you get to- <laughs> yeah yeah for sure man that's that's the goal I mean just to be able to go race and not have any pressure I feel like so I think that'd be fun I'm looking forward to that can you imagine how bummed the vet a the guy that 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 thinks he's fast that's winning the vet a week in and week out and you show up and you ride that class you're like hey <laughs> yeah, hey I'm here the vet a I finally made it well uh, it's funny because um, last year I went and. There's like a local, um, I guess a GP series, like a Grand Prix, and they had like you could run two classes. Well, I ran the pro class, and then I ran 25 plus, and I won. And a dude freaked out on me, like, like, dude, it was so funny. Why? Because you're Thad Duval. I, I get, like, I don't know, because like, <laughs> he rode the 25. <laughs> I get it though, because you want to track time or whatever. I just, yes. I went through the same thing, and I'm not Thad Duvall. I'm the local, who cares, I have a fireworks store guy. Who are you, by the right, way? Right, yeah. right. And so, I there's this hillbilly track down four hours almost from me in Missouri, and they have night races, and the lighting is sketchy. I mean, it's, it's yeah. but he's been around 100 years, and he's a super good guy, and it's in Kingsville, Missouri, and I've been having a ball. I went there for three weeks in a row, and I could go visit my fireworks supplier, one of them. <laughs> While I'm down there, so I, I take a cube van because it's like I'll just pick up some stuff while I'm there to make it so I can ride off all the the, the fuel and everything. And so I, my buddy would haul the bike down because I'd literally load the cube van up full of fireworks. And so we're uh, we go down there and I just want to track time, right? I'm racing Loretta's next yeah. month. I just want to ride. I just want to race my dirt bike. And so yeah, they have they have the 450A. They had the plus 25A. Those are two money classes. And then they have a plus 30 open all and a plus 40. I'm 41. So I that's signed not, up for four. No, wait, 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 wait. You just said you're, <laughs> you're plus 40? Yeah, I'm 41. So, for real? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, two years ago. A year ago. So almost <laughs> two years. So I, so I sign up and they call me up there and they say, hey, sorry, you can't ride these vet classes. 
but they would let me ride the plus 25 money class and the plus 30 and plus 40. And I go, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense so at all. So I went ahead and rode it the first week, and it was dumb. I mean, I, the, you know, there was just the, – the them boys, I was in the wrong class. They should have they made me run the 450A. So last weekend, <laughs> I go down – not this last weekend, but the weekend before. Yeah. I go down and I say, I'm going to ride the 450A. I mean, like, what the heck? I may as well have somebody yeah. to race with. I won. I won the 450A and the plus 25A. And the guy in the 40 class yeah. that is the points leader in that so series, called, whatever, yeah. he came over to me and he goes, you know, I'm glad to see you're finally in the right class where you belong. Oh, and shut I go, up. I'm f- no, this was in the this was a thirty year old kid. He was your age <laughs> yeah, almost. Thirty year old. He kid. comes up and he says, "I'm glad you're in the right class. Finally, you're in the class you belong." And I go, "What are you talking about?" Shut up. Yeah, and I go, "I'm 41. <laughs> I just won the 450A. Who cares? Like, yeah, for sure. And he's, you know, whatever. There are a hundred races every day throughout the week throughout the country, and and there's somebody in Missouri that has their eyes on you on what. What, what, what class you're racing in? They should set their sights a little higher than Tony Wink. I'll tell you that for free. I was gonna say, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're Tony Wink. So Thad, uh, we were talking with with Josh, <laughs> and, and we'll we'll talk to Stewie next. But um, the uh, I know you had a little seat time where you were actually just watching. But snowshoe, what are your thoughts on that racetrack? <laughs> it's it's uh, obviously really neat for the spectators, but there's been some. Some of the riders have voiced some concern about, you know, it's kind of the track's kind of getting beat up, and yeah. and maybe it's, yeah. you know, maybe it's something to, time to switch it up, maybe. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's different opinions, but I enjoy the place. I think. Um. Yeah. I think they did a really good job this year. Yeah. Years past, there's there's been some controversy, but like, it's our job. Like I get paid to go race. It don't matter what I guess what the condition or track like. Um. Yeah, I've never been the one to really, I guess, step back and, and voice my opinion, but I really never had a bad issue with Snowshoe before. Um, I, I think they do a good job of trying to, I guess, suit everyone, I feel like. But, I mean, there's always going to be different views on different things. And right, right. I feel like I feel like this year they really did a good job about um, incorporating everything in. You know, there's, there's, yeah, there's roads, but, I mean... It's part of it, and I feel like they added enough tough like sections, I guess, this year um, to really suit everybody. But yeah, I, I enjoy the place, and um, even though I have the shittiest luck there, I don't even know why I enjoy it. But I just going, I like going there. I feel like it's kind of like a home race for me, and I really enjoy how tough the track can be sometimes. So, well, snowshoe was yeah. no different. I mean, that's you had a puncture in your radiator. That was the problem. Uh, you guys are uh, next scheduled to race July 6th at High Voltage in Dunkard, yeah. PA. We're looking forward to seeing the results. And fans, you can get tickets, by the way, to watch Thad Duvall race in person. And if there's a racer out there right now that deserves uh, your company, I would suggest it's Thad. Thad, thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be on for sure. Well, we always <laughs> – I go, oh, Thad Duvall again. And uh, <laughs> it's always good to have you on, brother, because yeah. you always bring it. Thanks.
Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so thank much. You. Hey, it's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Tony Wink, Scott Casper with you, our producers, as always, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson contributing. Back on the other side, Stu Baylor is waiting in the wings. Uh, He's got four straight podium finishes in the Kendall National Enduro Series. We'll talk to him about that and a lot more. Stay tuned. It is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. What's up? It's Kyle Regal. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka. Proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Mike Lassie. You're listening to Pit Fast Radio. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, in studio with Tony Wink. Tony, as you well know, is a father... And a beautiful little girl named Charlotte. She is such a doll. Remember when you told me first you were you're gonna have a baby, and I said this is gonna be the the most important thing that'll ever happen in your life. And and you were like, oh, it's gonna kill my life. But you know what? The day you had that little baby girl, it changed I never you. Said it was gonna kill my life. I well, just, is, and so I just really enjoy riding. Mark. Um, um, Vukovic said the same thing. It was going to kill 
their way of life. But you know what? There, there comes a time when having a child, especially somebody that's as in tune with the business as Charlotte is. Charlotte wants to go riding. She Don't, does ride a lot. She is actually. amazing. Of course, she's riding her Stasic, and it's pretty cool because she was like, "Can I ride my bike?" Yep. Did always. you skip the fifty? Did you? Did, did no, it's just a little. It's like a Strider, yeah. but it's electric. It's got a little electric engine on it, and it's it's tunable. You can. It's on the lowest setting still. She's still crashing into things, but <laughs> she's funny. You know, it's whatever. she's a it's, beautiful little girl. Everybody has that same story that has a kid that rides and. You know, do you, I do you ever at, at at any point between you and Sarah, your your beautiful uh, wife, is, is there a point where you ever say, "Hey, you know what, Sarah, um, or not Sarah, but Charlotte needs a, a little playmate, maybe a, a brother or sister, maybe a dog." You never never know. <laughs> you never know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hey, next guest waiting in the wings. We just had a great conversation, I think, with Thad Duvall. Josh Strang started the hour, but uh, waiting in the wings is Stuart Baylor. Tony, this is a guy that you absolutely love. Well, I don't want to. Well, you know, love is a big term. but Love is a strong word, but I really it? like Stu. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What's up, Stu? How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Stewie. Man, I tell you what, uh, four straight podium finishes in the Kenda National Enduro Series, currently sitting at the top spot of the standings. Um, does that put additional pressure on you, or is that something that, uh, you know, a lot of us put pressure on ourselves, right? But, uh, boy, there's a whole lot of folks gunning for you. Yeah, you know, I've uh, the last three years, the National Enduro has been really good for me. Um, I think my worst finish is a fourth in the last three years so uh, you know i i i still really enjoy the enduros i have i have a really good time um racing the national enduros and um you know the the only thing that i would say i'm nervous about is having a bike issue or having having something go wrong um you know to throw it away i think at this point mentally um the point wise with five rounds remaining, I'm sitting in a place to where it would it would take a really big screw up to throw it away. Um, not saying it's not possible. Obviously, it's racing and uh, and anything's possible. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. There's been so many times that things have happened, and you know, even to myself, I've been thrown out of a few championships because of bad luck here and there. And uh, not not necessarily bad luck. We're just in a high risk sport. Injuries happen. Bike failures happen. So. Um, no, I, I, I don't say, I don't think there's any pressure on it. I, I, I have more pressure at the GNCCs where I'm not doing as well, um, just because I want to do better there. So, um, the National Enduros, I just love throwing my helmet on, going and riding and having a good time and, you know, looking forward, I, I look forward to every one of those weekends. Well, it's definitely a different, different terrain and we would, we, uh, you know, I've raced a lot of GNCCs, and we were just talking to uh, Strang about it, and he was talking about how beat up the thing is after an ATV race the day before, and and he's just, you know, he's like, we don't practice that stuff, or he doesn't anyway, because by the time he'd get to a, you know, if he went and rode something that rough, by the time he got to the to the race on the weekend, he'd be kind of over it. Um, so the the National Enduro though is is a completely different gig. I mean, you guys. You know, it's it's uh, it's single track and it's not full of chop typically and, and that kind of thing. Um, it it really impresses me though that you guys that 
when I was telling this to to uh, Josh, what really impresses me that you can do so well at both of them. And I mean, I, I know that you are the self-proclaimed bad dude in the woods, but it uh, it's still it's really impressive. And and I don't know that that uh, some of your peers would be able to do some of the guys you're competing with in GNCC would be able to do that as well in the Enduros. Would you agree with that, or or do you think I don't know what I'm talking about? It's you know it, it it's just trying to find your feet there. There's a lot of guys who do really well there, um, and you know I think I mean I like I I'm not I'm not one to talk about myself, uh, build myself up this way, but but I don't think there's many people that can compete and in all three disciplines the way that I did in years past um, with the National Enduros, Sprint Enduros, and GNCCs. Um, the only other person, you know, would obviously be Caleb. Um, and Caleb's strong point is the, is the GNCCs. He won a couple National Enduros. He was very consistent, which is what's brought him all of his championships, and he was able to get that championship. Basically, same thing, you know, it's the it's the opposite end for me i'm not as well in the gncc's but even still you know eight rounds in my first my worst race is the fourth there this year so still on top i guess uh in the big picture but it it's so different um you know the national enduro you don't get to see the track you don't you have you have no idea what's around the next bend so it's all reaction time and just raw and talent when it comes down to it. The GNCC, I mean, it's a work week. Like, you show up on Thursday to pedal the track Friday, Saturday. I mean, we're putting, we're putting 50, 60 miles down before the race starts, it feels like. You know, you're, you're tired before the race starts, and you've also got to balance that as far as not being too tired. On top of that, you know, it's, it's, it's five times the prep, I swear. I mean, oh. everything you do, every meal that you eat, every everything you do for a GNCC is, now wait a minute. We just heard you're, you you drink you drink Miller Lite and your Camelback and your. That's what no, Strang I, said. I, I I do. I have a good time. Like I I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I see. There's a there's a good. I heard it. I heard an old man say once the bar. Yeah. Now granted, I I after leaving the bar, I I never saw him again, and he could have been an alcoholic. But I I heard an old man at the bar say. As long as I get my damn work done, I can do whatever I want after that. So, you know, as long as I get my work done through the week, I guess I can do whatever I want. It's, it's, it, at least that's the way that I try to live. When When is old? When does old happen? I mean, what, what age is old to you? You know, I I actually, I, I just had this conversation, too, with, uh, with a guy, with a guy that's turning 60. He, he was turning 60? He was turning 60, and okay. he claimed he was old. And I said, well, I guess that sucks if that's the way you look at it. Well, here's the deal. My, my, my old mentor. Get old, the only way you get old is when you allow yourself to get old. My, my mentor was 104 when he died, and he was the father of PR, and he said that there are five ages of man, the least important of which is chronological. I look at Tony, uh, my young friend who's been a host of this show for 16 years now, I, I never see him as aging, okay? <laughs> I, I see him as getting better at what he does, but um, it's it's really kind of a neat thing to just sit at my age, whatever that is, really. Old. 
Wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. Totally kidding. But you still love me, and, so, I, and I yeah, appreciate I do. that. And this is an Evergreen Podcast production, by the way, because we are <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by whatever that means, American with Disabilities Act, ADA. But uh, no, it's for for me. It's it's interesting because I look at um, the people that are in my life, and I never see them as aging. Isn't that? And and Stuart, perhaps it's it's like that with you. I remember when you started racing. And uh, you've been remarkable from the get-go. Um, and, and, and so has Thad Duvall and Josh Strang and Chris. But it's, it's, it's fascinating because our heroes really never do age. Would you agree with that? I guess, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, the only time I think that people get old is whenever they let themselves get old. I mean, that's, that's just the way, that's the way that I see it. Like, I, I mean, my grandpa, who was, well into his 80s, still goes to the gym every day and keeps up with himself and <laughs> runs around the same that I can remember as a child, and he hasn't changed a bit. That's cool. And then you see other you see other people, you know, even your other grandparents that are, that that they start getting old, and you know, obviously with age comes bad health and some other things, but. Even during bad health, he never, you know, my grandpa, my dad's dad, never let himself get weak. He was never going to be, he was never going to be beat. Stu, do this same way. I've got about a minute left in the program. We got to, we got to wrap it up. But I wanted to ask you when we first had you on the spring after your win in uh, Florida, um, when you won the opening round of the GNCC, we talked about race management and race strategy, and you said that that was the biggest thing that Caleb Russell has going for him is he's really good at, at managing his race. Um, and, and you said that's that was a goal of yours to work on. And, and I'm sorry we only have a minute for you to answer, but how's that going? Are you, um, have, you, have you changed your program? It's tough. Um, you know, I, I mean, this week I thought that I managed it exactly the way that it needed to be done. I, I, I led when I needed to lead. And I had a, I had a lapper. I got into it with a lapper and I crashed and it, it, was, it allowed him to close up the gap. And then, um, uh, we were on a split line and I, I, he had the lead coming into the section, but I think I had the pass made and, um, got into it with another lapper and, you know, there's things that are just out of your control. So, um, you know, it, it's still tough. Like Caleb was in the right position. He put himself right in the right position when I made my break. Um, and I tried to gap him. He was able to run with me, not where I was faster, but where he was faster. He didn't try to overwork it in the sections where he didn't do as well. He made his time up where he knew he was strong. And, uh, you know, I think there's certain weekends to where my my strategies, I, I'm getting better. But Caleb is still very consistent and very strong with his strategy. So that's the answer I can give. Great answer and great way to end the show. Stuart Baylor has been our guest on Pit Pass. Thank you, Stu. No problem. God bless you, bud. And uh, continued success, by the way. Uh, for all of us at Pit Pass, we appreciate you tuning in and listening each and every week. We truly do. You have no idea how important it is to us. For Tony Wank, for PJ Duran, Ed Camp, I'm Scott Casper speaking. Have a good one, everybody. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening?
to me! Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.